just knowing that the mind's job is always going to be to push back. You're going to want to take a step and the mind's job is always to like push you back and keep you kind of where you are because where you are is safe and comfortable. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? That one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. All right, my friends. So today's iTunes review is short, simple, and to the point by Joel Smith, 214, who headlined it, amazing podcast. He writes, life-changing material, one of the best personal development, if not the best I've listened to. Joel, thank you for the beautiful, kind words. Email me at elon at satoriprime.com, and I will send you your personalized gift. And if you're listening and would leave us an honest review on iTunes. Uh, Once I read yours out loud, you can email me as well and receive this amazing gift. So again, thank you, Joel Smith, 214. And now back to our show. All right, guys, welcome. What story do you want to start with? The one with the bats? (laughs) The ones where where people get sick? Which ones? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Do I do uh, the singing, singing lesson story? Like, where do we, where do we begin? Yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's just kind of create a little bit of context for what we want to share today. A question that's been asked quite often from us is, um, I'm going to paraphrase, but basically, like, how to discern between the mind and intuition, and what's you know, like, as people start developing that skill, how to basically figure out where that's coming from. So I just wanted to kind of put that in the space of that's the, the conversation that we're going to have today. So I think it's a, it's a really, really powerful question. And it's powerful because I think when people are transitioning from the world of mind into the world of heart and intuition, it really is at the beginning, very, very difficult to discern. So before we go into the how, I just want to say that what you're in essence doing as you do this work is you're bringing online a aspect of you that has been an atrophy. And I say atrophy because every single human being has it. And I know that to be absolutely true because if you watch any child from the age of two to seven or eight, they're very guided by this. They're, uh, they don't have that same logic response that we do that this goes, you know, they don't have like the checklist of things. It's just like, this feels really good to me in this moment. And this is what I want to do. So that's what I'm going to go do. Yeah. Which for, for parents can get a little annoying at times. 
a lot of the work, spirituality, personal development, it really all comes down to like bringing yourself back to that childlike wonder and that childlike energy and, and magic that you have when we were children and we can imagine worlds and live in those worlds for hours at a time, entertaining us, inviting other people into those worlds. Um, that's a superpower, you know, and we get older and then people say like, stop doing that, grow up, be more realistic, things like that. And slowly but surely we just lock these rooms up and we close these abilities. And then as we get older, some of us start asking questions and those questions, in essence, what we're saying is like, how do I go back to living life that way? How do I go back to living life where there's joy and fulfillment and wonder and imagination and magic? Uh, because the moments that you do live from that place are pretty spectacular. Yeah. So the first thing is like just to realize that when you start this process, you really are bringing a muscle that's been atrophied for a long, long time. So to expect that you're going to know how it should operate or how you listen to it or how it reacts. Um, you know, it, it's just difficult because you haven't been doing it for so long. Um, the one thing that I've noticed for myself is the longer that you do it, just like anything else, it becomes a lot louder. It becomes a lot more discernible and it becomes a lot more productive. And I think in the beginning, what tends to happen is you might get a sensation or, you know, what people will call a hit or a download and you ignore it because you think it doesn't make sense or this doesn't, it's not logical or like, where would that come from? Why would this person pop in my mind? And we don't take action on it. And this is all happening while we're trying to get the system to come online and then we don't take action. And it's like the system goes, well, okay, I guess you don't really want this. And it ceases. Whereas what we tell our clients in the beginning is, look, in the beginning, it might come in the form of auditory. It might come in the form of visual. It might come in the form of sensory. It might come in the form of all three. It might, I mean, it can come in so many different ways that when it comes, however it comes, honor it. Honor it. Go and take action on that piece because when you do, it will start providing more and more guidance and more and more information. And I can tell you, like, from where I started to really focus on this, you know, maybe five, six years ago, um, where everything kind of felt very dormant and I was hesitant and I wasn't sure. And a lot of times I would, for me, a lot of times it's very auditory. I'm like, that, that's my thing. So mine is a combination of auditory and sensory. So I'll hear something and then I usually have like some sort of sensation uh, in my chest, particularly, and it, it almost feels like vibration and an opening. So it's like this thing vibrates and gets a little bit warm. And then there's a pulling me forward kind of sensation that I've noticed. And likewise, when it's, hey, Elon, don't move in this direction. There's this uh, almost like pushing back. It's almost like a, a magnet either pulling towards or pushing away. That's kind of what it feels like inside. And um, I've just started to take action on it. And I'll give you guys like little, little things. You know, I, uh, I have a meditation practice now for probably the last four years. I've meditated every single day. And in the mornings when I first started doing this every single day, not just like a few days here and a few days there, I would get these um, 
they would feel like, like someone would just come into my presence awareness, like, like a person who I haven't thought about for a long, long time, whether it was from high school or work colleague or something. And I remember at first I was like, it's really odd. Like I haven't thought about that person in a long time. Why am I uh, thinking of them right now? And when I started to really develop this intuition piece, I thought, okay, you know, what's cool. Like, let me just reach out to these people. I don't need to know why, but I can just text them or email them and say like, Hey, you know, I was just meditating this morning and you popped up, just wanted to say hi, see how things are going and, uh, check in. I would say that nine out of 10 times the response comes back and it's something along the lines of like, oh my God, I was just talking about you this weekend, or I just thought about you this weekend. I was talking to so-and-so and I thought you two should definitely connect. And then they would connect me to this so-and-so person. And like those people have turned into business opportunities, whether it's clients or partnerships or things like that. Um, and these would be things that normally like to my logical brain made absolutely zero sense. So in my world, and then, and, and bro, I'd, I'd love for you to chime in on this also. It's like, I think the more you play with this, the more the subtlety in the difference of the words, for me, the auditory stuff, has become more easy to discern. Where in the beginning, yes, it was kind of like, well, is this like my ego talking? Is this the voice of my head talking? Is this this talking? Um, and, and that kind of came with, with time, the more and more I did it and we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into it, but that's kind of what I wanted to say for now. Yep. Um, well, you know, I love paradox and talking about paradox, everything in paradox. So I, I find it's like, you know, when the world, um, the world's like really loud right now. So we're like trying to pick up information all the time from this loud world. But the irony is it's like when you actually quiet yourself down is where the world gets the loudest for you yep. like in, in that way. Um, so for me, it's like, I feel, and, and this is, I think, applicable pretty much everywhere, is when you're not relaxed, things don't work out. It's like playing sports when you're tight, yeah. not really following through. Um, it's like trying to play music when you're tight or like trying to do art when you're tight. It's like you got to relax, right? So a lot of us are just really not relaxed and, <laughs> you know, not relaxed within ourselves, not relaxed within society. And um, there's a, a lot, a lot to be faced with today, and depending on what it is you're focusing on media, whatever, social media. Um, there's a lot of stuff that can stress you out, you know, bills to pay, kids to take care of, health health to be concerned with, environmental things. So like we get it, right? Um, but the bottom line is, is like if you're not relaxed and if you're in a state of anxiety, in a state of overwhelm or stress, then chances are what you're listening to is the part of you that's trying to protect you from all this, right? Which is so much of the mind, um, and these like habitual things that you've picked up over decades of your life, depending on how long you've been alive that are like the automated processes that you listen to. So if the, if the speech that you're listening to, first of all, is patterned, right? Like I know good or some variation of that. I think we can immediately discern this is language of the mind, right? Language of belief, um, belief structures and stuff like that. So let's at least start with that is that most people, when they're listening to the, voices in their head, so to speak. Um, it's really the mind and it's specifically the critical mind most of the time. It's the mind that criticizes. It's really what you heard mom and dad saying when you were little and that you've adopted either what they said or some variation of what they said, or you opposed yeah, what yeah. they said. And, you know, this is, this is part of it. So like, this is why we get very anxious and stressed out uh, oftentimes when we're around mom and dad, because it's like, there's this physical manifestation of, of the things that we say to ourselves, the things that we don't like that we say to ourselves. And here it is, you know, like out loud being in front of you. So 
Uh, that's the first thing. I don't think that there's any one particular way that anyone can listen to their intuition. I do agree with Elon that oftentimes it'll be like a, uh, a thought or a feeling that surprises you. You're like, why was that there? But I think it's very, very helpful to, if you are somebody who's wanting to dig deeper beyond the mind, because you're kind of, uh, you've gone down that road enough times to know that if I follow this path, the outcomes that I'm going to get are going to be similar to the ones that I produced before. I see that things are happening in the loop, whether my relationships, my health, my business, whatever. It's like I keep getting the same outcomes over and over again. Again, I would tell you then, you know, you're you're in the guidance of the mind. So I think the the first thing anybody wants to do is is just really quiet themselves down and actually start feeling into their body. So actually being present with what the situation provides right now. Now, like Elon said, he he hears like auditory things. Um, for me, uh, a lot of times I'll get like a um, like I, I call them intuitive hits, but it'll be like three, four, five words, like a really simple statement. But when I hear it or I say it to myself, there's a part within me that gets excited. So like this actually happened yesterday. I was outside just like um, trying to get better. I'm a little bit sick. My wife's been sick. My, my son's been sick. And I was just like quietly sitting there. And I heard um, this thing said that you are not the things that happened to you. Like that was it. Just a short little blip. And now I know for me, like usually what ends up happening is for me to discern. And, 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 I, and the reason I say that is it excited me. And I took notice in a way that I normally don't take notice of the just like thoughts that are just kind of like running through the mind where it's like haphazard. And then there was like this thing happened. I was like, Ooh, okay. I like that. That's what it felt like. Oh, I was like, I like that one. And I, and this what always happens to me. I have, um, a, uh, like an Evernote that I pop up and like, I'll just write that line in there. And then like I email it to myself because that's like something that wants to come through me, like a piece of written content usually. And then I never know, quite know what it is that's going to come down through me. But if I just sit and write usually, just like stream of mind. That's where I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. I don't even have to pay attention really to what's being written. And then usually I'll write it, I'll read it back and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Like I'll like I'll even pick up some things from that. And it doesn't even feel like I was the one generating that work. It was like the work was being generated through me. Um, for those of you guys who like follow me on social media and, and read a lot of the things I post on my wall, those are pretty much what they are. This is not stuff I sit around and like take time yeah, contemplate. Or contemplate long periods of time. I get these, like you know, maybe a sentence, sometimes just a few words, uh, kind of a direction, and it, it just makes me take notice. And then I, I sit and just let whatever comes out of me comes out of me. And oftentimes, that's what I post on social media. Um, so that's kind of how it's worked for me. I think I think a lot of people you get to check in, like if you're a, a visual track type of person, um, if you're an auditory type of person, kinesthetic type of person. I would expect. Uh, these type of gifts or these type, this type of channeling, so to speak, information that's coming through everybody um, to come through you in your own way. I think what I'd like to um, unfold this into, bro, is just like, what are like some easy practices that we give people when they're getting going on finding alignment so that they can kind of decipher this? Like, what are some of the things that you do for that? So, so before I do that, I just want to give somebody like a roadmap of some of the things that I've uncovered uh, to help me in the difference. And, and I want to bring in a little bit of the science behind what's happening in our body to, mm-hmm. to kind of give you that, that map. Our mind, right? The brain's job is very, very simple. It's keep you alive. That is it. It doesn't care about your health. It doesn't care about your happiness. It doesn't care about your fulfillment or your passions, or your purpose, it that's not its language. It's like, I got this being, my job is keep this being alive, right? So 
you know, for example, like I was sharing a story with Guy about how Shia and I uh, and our wife this weekend, we went actually uh, cliff jumping. These cliffs were, I mean, cliffs like rock jumping, but anywhere from like four to say 12-ish feet. And Shia was doing it for the first time. And I was just kind of admiring how like when, when someone goes to the edge and I heard this amazing line, like the most beautiful things in life are over the edge always on the other side of that edge. So, you know, I'm watching this little being standing on a four foot rock, which to me is like nothing, right? Mm-hmm. I maybe get that if I stand on a 30 foot rock today, but for him, that it was like the first jump and watching his body tense and watching what he was going through and like having those conversations and then seeing when he finally jumped, what that created for him, like the elation that came from overcoming that fear was absolutely amazing because our brains, the thing that when you're standing over the edge goes, oh, hell no, we're not doing that, right? And with all the excitement that you have and like, no, I'm going to do this, right? It's always there. You never come to the edge and the brain's like, oh, yeah, totally. Go do that. Mm-hmm. It's always like, are you kidding me? What if there's rocks underneath? What if it's not that deep? What if it's this? What if it's that, right? Like that's the mind. And so just knowing that the mind's job is always going to be to push back. You're going to want to take a step and the mind's job is always to like push you back and keep you kind of where you are because where you are is safe and comfortable. So when you're listening to messages, it's always kind of interesting in the beginning, especially to kind of just ask like, is this pushing me back from growth or is this pulling me forward towards growth? Now growth, check in with your experience, is rarely comfortable. It's rarely comfortable. And if it's comfortable, it's not, you know, it might not be like as big a growth, but it's rarely comfortable. So what we're doing is we're basically saying like, I'm willing to shed this skin. I'm willing to expand myself and step into a new skin, one that has a little more wiggle room and one that I can like breathe and move in just a little bit more. But that shedding of the identity of our belief systems is uncomfortable. Because to the mind, that's all been constructed there to keep you safe. So just just notice like that pushback feeling of like, ooh, no, don't do this. It's usually coming from fear, from scarcity, from lack, things like that. And that's where I have found that the mind tends to communicate from. Intuition, on the other hand, is a very, very different experience, for me at least, where it's the mind always comes in right after like the mind is, is right there as soon as I get that like intuitive hit and the intuitive hit will be like, you know, uh, join this program, work with this person, go to this place, do that, etc. And what happens is I, again, like I said, I have this feeling in here, this vibration that almost like, like it like resonates in my body as like, that's true. It's like, Whoa, yeah, that, And there's this little bit of excitement and like this little bit of, I want to move forward. And then instantly right after that, the mind comes in because the mind is terrified. Whatever the heart wants to do to pull you towards your greatest uh, next level or up leveling, the mind is terrified by it. So it's always going to come in right afterwards. And that's also really good to know is like anything that I want to move forward immediately after there's going to be the brain that comes in and goes, we should not do that. That's a terrible idea. (laughs) And here's the list of why. And so yeah, I just wanted to throw that in that for me, it's it's this difference between a 
pulling forth into something that is a growth opportunity where I really feel like this is where I get to push myself and grow in. And then the other one is always like self-preservation of either ego of self or saving face, or, you know, maybe it is like a, like a health risk. I was telling guy, you know, that, that same place where we jumped rocks, there's this bridge there. And, uh, the bridge is probably like, my guess is like 60 feet. And the first thought I had, like when we looped around and saw it, I was like, oh man, that'd be an awesome bridge to jump off of. And then even before I like even thought to do that, my brain was like, you are out of your fucking mind. Like you got, you got kids, you got a wife, you got people that rely on you. Like what if you, and mind you, this is all happening in a second. It's like, what if you land bad? What if you land on your chest? What if you break your neck? What if this, like it just, and meanwhile, all I had was a feeling of like, wow, it would be really cool to jump off that bridge. <laughs> like, let me tell you all the reasons why this is a horrible idea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. Hello, my favorite listener. That's you. I wanted to share with you some of the amazing results and breakthroughs your fellow Satorians are experiencing as we speak from being in the collective with us. So if you haven't heard about the collective or what you're missing out, check this out. So Amanda writes, a couple of years ago, I was destitute, living back with my parents at 36. I'd lost my job, was overcome with chronic illness and a strong victim mindset, and I was totally stuck. Through the influence of your training, I'm enjoying a much more fulfilling life. I've moved back home, gotten a great job, taken control of my health, and even bought the car I've always wanted. I'm ready to go even further into my awakening and manifest the life I truly deserve. I couldn't be happier to be part of this tribe of amazing human beings. Robin said to us, thank you. Since March, I've started meditating every day. I've lost 27 pounds. I've resigned from a job that I hated, but stuck with because of the money. And I've already received three new job offers and even taken one of them that is paying more. And I'm much happier. Plus my relationship with my husband is flourishing too. Thank you. And Paul writes, after talking to my daughter, I now know that I feel relieved and much lighter because of it. Thank you again for everything. You guys have changed my life. I feel like I've come farther in the last few weeks than I have in the last few years. I'm so grateful for your help and support. I love you guys. Look, I know this podcast adds tremendous value to your life. My suggestion is head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and jump headfirst into the collective. After all, it's only a $9 a month investment and you'll get access to Guy and I in a whole new way. You'll learn some of the most cutting edge technology that we share with our best clients, but we can't really share here on the podcast. Imagine you and us interacting with each other live every two weeks for just $9. It's incredible, as you've seen before. So if you're wanting breakthrough results in your life quickly, head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and begin to deepen your journey as a Satorian today. Um, Jamie asked a question here that I yeah. like, um, and I don't think there's a right answer here, but I think it's interesting to take a look at. So Jamie asked, when we talk of mind, is it just in our head? The reason I ask is because we have a neuron in our heart and energetic system, not just in our brain. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't speak to, uh, neurons in the heart and energetic systems. I'm sure depending on what definition we're using that, that that's probably truth. I mean, certainly I've, I've, um, read many times and I believe it to be true that it's not necessary. It's most of us are operating from mind. What we want to definitely create more balance of is a, is a heart mind system. 
and that the the mind certainly in western culture is a such the the leader of the energetic body so to speak that it 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 has a function um that just doesn't seem to be healthy for most people right like we have a lot of chronic disease both um emotionally psychologically like there's just so many things like that it's hard for me to look out in the world and say a lot of people are living in balance right now um you know the last three years certainly what we work on with many of our personal clients is how to reclaim the body you know how do you how do you reclaim not just the body because the body is like from my my understanding my education is like there's like many many bodies right there's like the physical body and there's energy bodies and there's like crystalline bodies and well, it's just like that we are multi-dimensional creatures which means we're like our our nature is living multi multi-dimensionally so um what we attempt to do and what we I think we do rather well with our clients is actually get them working back with the subtle energy systems of their body so that they're aware energetically what's happening with them, with inside of them, right? Because so often when we're dealing with some kind of strife, with some kind of difficulty, it's like the mind is actually what's producing the difficulty, right? It's some perception from the mind. Uh, it's some belief that the mind has. It's something that it's responding to. And then at the same time, while that's happening, while it's creating it, we're going up to the mind and be like, can you please resolve this already? Because I'm not enjoying the experience. And the mind's like, I'm in high alert right now. I am freaking the hell out, right? Um, and so it doesn't really work to go up to mind because the mind is like, a, is like a pattern machine. If you think about every educational system that we've ever had, the way that we um, look to resolve things on the planet, it's it's linear, it's mathematical. Yep. Um, logical. It's logical, um, right? And, and granted, I'm not putting that down because those systems have created a lot of value for us as a species, but it doesn't let you really work outside of like three-dimensional space and in the more quantum realm where things are possible like just because they are, right? They don't actually need like a, a specific reason. I don't think the mind's a great tool for that, where the body, on the other hand, is like this receptive tool for energies to move through it. But when the mind is running the ship, then the, the mind actually doesn't let those energies to come through. It doesn't allow the body to align to different frequencies. And anybody who's like in the energy space, healers, uh, coaches who have worked in the space, they they know that this is where the great work happens. Now, it's very difficult to get down into the body when the mind is just kind of like in a state of psychosis, right? Or uh, stuff like that. And you don't notice that it's doing that. I, I, we, we have this like ongoing joke within our organization that pretty much the entire planet, if not the entire planet, is schizophrenic. We are schizophrenic. Yeah, we're all schizophrenic, right? We have like multiple personalities. We feel good in one moment. Something else makes us feel fucking crazy. And that a lot of times when you're doing work and like, quote unquote, healing yourself, or you could say getting more to a more neutral state than healing yourself, um, it scares the other schizophrenic people as you become less schizophrenic. <laughs> so, you know, I think that that's really what we want to look at is, is like, how do we create a connection, not vilify the mind not embrace the heart as it's the end all be all of all things, not embrace the energetic systems. Like it's the end all be all of all things, not embrace Tony Robbins or any other teacher as like the end all and be all of all things because everybody's bringing through their aspects of truth and reality. And that's great. And it's valid and it's useful for all of us. But at the end of the day, it's like what you get to tune into. And this, I think the best part of this conversation is like, we're trying to point to how do we tune into our own systems? in a way that works for us. This is going to be different for everybody. And when you listen to anybody speak, including Elon and myself, it's like what parts of our reality, of our truth that we've deciphered to this point, wisdom that we've gained and things that we share with you guys that when you feel into 
that that's true for you, that that's true for you. And you can feel it without questioning that it's true for you just on the mere fact that you know that it's true for you, right? Because like, um, like we worked with a client um, last Friday, like it was one of those like really special moments as a coach where you see uh, like an awakening experience happen in front of you, like mega breakthrough. Like I, I don't want to say I live for those moments, but they are certainly some of my favorites, right? Um, like really where you're just like the person's quantum leaping in front of your eyes. Yeah. And that happened. And then she wrote me and then sent me a few audios over the weekend because she's like, I don't, she's like, I don't understand my, my experience right now. Like it, it was a, so elevated that like when it's, when that happens, you are walking around and it's like, you're looking at the same walls, but they're not the same walls. You're looking exactly. at the same uh, objects, but they're not the same objects. And it, and it's a little bit, it's exciting. And it's a little bit like what's happening right now. Cause it is bending space time for you in a way, right? Like you're, you're perceiving things so differently. It just changes. And so she wrote me all this stuff and about her experience, about what she's discovering. And then she asked me, is this true? And I said, look, I, I trust when somebody tells me, here's why I think this is happening to me that nine out of 10 times, if not almost all the time, that is why it's happening to them. you know, what, what else could it be? for that person that is valid for their experience. I can be like, maybe it's tied to this, maybe it's tied to that, but it's like, just maybe, you know, right. So it's like, I, I feel into their systems. But this is how it works for me. I will feel into my client systems and based on how it changes my system, like what, like if my system starts being in fear or stress because I tune into their system, then I would say there might be some mental aspect there that's guiding her experience now. But if when I check in their systems, I can, I can feel that they've remained calm. I'm remaining calm. They're speaking from an aligned place. Then the intuitive hit that they're getting is as true of a, a, an experience as they could possibly get. So this is what's really important. And yeah, Jamie is asking if this is the nervous system, certainly an aspect of it. Science, you know, is, is talking about the vagus nerve a lot today, parasympathetic uh, versus sympathetic nervous systems. These are ways of measuring things that, you know, the East and these type of philosophies have known forever. So what I want to point to is, is that it's like, just because we can't verify something today scientifically, like we don't have a, an instrument that measures it, doesn't mean that it's outside the realm of reality, right? Like 100, 200 years ago, we didn't have machines that can see infrared spectrums that did not yeah. mean that infrared spectrums did not exist we were exactly. impacted by them right so it's like i think that that's like the constant um balancing act that we get to play today because a lot of the things that you feel when you go into like deep meditative states stuff like this things that become really really obvious to you like through anecdotal evidence that are so true or whether you're doing psychedelic experiences of medicine stuff like this experiences that are so true and then you come out of it and you start um throwing uh, like hurdles in your way going well it's just because i drank that plant medicine well it's just because i did breath work well it's just because i meditated none of that was true i don't think that that's accurate i think it is all true it's all happening and many of these states that human beings can connect to just just cannot be measured by science it'll be exciting as we continue to develop machines that can see these energies because it'll it'll be a way of bringing it to mass uh consciousness without people having to do incredibly deep work, which I think is, uh, I certainly value doing work, but you know, I, I would not argue against <laughs> something that we could be like, Hey guys, check this out. Like you can bend space time, you know, that would be, yeah. that would be terrific also. So 
Hopefully that. I, th- I think there's, you know, everyone says like, I want to get out of my mind. I want to, you know, shut down the mind and quiet the monkey brain and all that stuff. And I, look, I've tried that for a long time. I think when Guy and I did personal development for the first decade, that's kind of like our mission was, okay, how do we shut this thing up? And I'm at a very, very different place about it today, which is what I'm looking for is integration between all of it. I'm looking for the integration between the mind and the heart. Like if, if there's a fight in your system where you make, okay, well, I'm going to just listen to intuition and follow my heart because that's what everyone tells me is the good one. And then the mind sucks. So I'm going to get rid of the, the mind. The mind is like, F you boy or girl, like I'm here to stay. You ain't getting rid of me. Right. Can you do things like meditate consistently and, and figure out ways to quiet what I would say is certain aspects of the mind? Yeah, absolutely. But the mind ain't going anywhere. And by the way, this is not something that you want to turn off. Like if it wasn't for the mind, you'd be dead. Like that is a hundred percent certainty. <laughs> Every single one of you listening right now has done. There's been one thing that you were like, I'm going to go do this thing. And the mind's like, Oh, sure as hell not. You're not right. Like, and it saved you from doing something incredibly stupid that would have either hurt you badly or had you killed. Like I know I can already think of dozens of times in my life that, that, that that's happened. Right. So it's not about one is better than the other. It's okay. How do we bring integration into the system whereby we're using the different aspects of us for what they were ultimately designed and what they excel at, right? If you give the mind a task, and this is what most human beings do, like, okay, I want to live happy, fulfilled, joyous, prosperous, abundant life. I want all my relationships to be absolutely amazing at all times. I don't want to be a gram overweight. And I want to do all this without feeling embarrassment or sadness or frustration or anger. Or blah, blah, blah. The mind is like, holy shit. But here's the thing. It goes out and tries to do that for you. But that's not the mind's job. You gave it an impossible task. Like I know some of you guys heard that and we're laughing, but it's like, that's an impossible task, but that's actually, if you sat down and think about it, like that's what you kind of want, right? It's why you read the books and why you watch the videos and why you join the seminars and why you hire coaches. Cause it's some part of you is like, okay, when everything works out, when I have this amount of money in my bank account and my body looks like this, and this is what my friends are like, this is what I get to travel to. And this is what my family looks like. Blah, blah, blah. Like I have reached it. And I'm here to tell you 17 years later, like I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out. Am I way happier? Am I way more fulfilled? Am I way more prosperous? Are my relationships out of this world good and my health? Yes, it is. And life still happens. Life still happens. What I have the capacity to do now is with these parts integrated, right? I see this like this now, my, my intuition as the driver of every one of my choices and decisions, like the, the, like the ultimate direction of my life, the path of my life is no longer run by this as much as I can, you know, as much as I can notice it. It really is from here. And it's asking yourself simple things. And I don't want you to extrapolate this and be like, okay, Elon only does things that make him feel good. But I truly ask, like, is this in my highest and best? And then I listen. And then my body 
and the system inside will react like, yes, no. Is this here to teach me? Is this a person that I get to work with? Is this where I should be going? And like, I've actually learned to listen. Once I get the response, like, yes, go do that thing. Then that's what I pass on to my mind. I'm like, okay, go figure out how to make that happen. I also want to just throw in here, like, you know, nothing is black and white, right? So like, I, 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 it would be impossible to quantify this, but if you want to throw out a number about what you feel it is today, how much of your day or the time you spent during the week or your, if you were like, okay, here's the split, it's a 50, 50 split between things I do that I have to and things I do that I love doing because I get to do them. Uh, where do you think you are in that right now? Ish. Right now? Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think there might be like maybe 10, 20% at most of my day where I have any sort of like resistance monotony or feel like, like I kind of have to do this. I, and that's all been a conscious effort. And, and one sure, of the, hold on, hold on. I want, I didn't want to, I want to kind of like take yeah. this in a certain direction. So I, I, I think that's a, a fair assessment. I was going to say roughly for me, it feels like an 80, 20 split in my life, maybe higher, maybe 90, 10. So I'm saying this because like to us, that might seem a little bit mundane today. Like, Oh yeah, of course we get to do things that we love. Like, why wouldn't we, you know, that, that it's like, we've kind of developed that habit right over the years. Like do what you love that of course, like that seems crazy, but yeah, you have most of the world who spends 95% of their debt, like their days, oh. their time and in, in doing things that they absolutely don't. So like, I do think, you know, usually like, it's not as simple as just doing things that I love. And I was like, wait, wait a second. It kind of is, you know, a lot of, a lot of it though, is a having the courage to start following that path. Like the path that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That doesn't make logical sense. It, it feels great. Like, and, and by the way, guys, like most of you, if not all of you have followed this path at some point in your life, you have fallen deeply in love with a person, with an experience, with a location on planet earth. You stayed there, you followed it through, you saw what happened, you realized it made no rational sense. And it led to some of the best experiences of your life. Like I wouldn't have a business with my brother for sure. If I didn't follow my intuition, I wouldn't be married to the woman of my dreams without intuition. I wouldn't have the most incredible baby. I wouldn't be in the best health of my life. You know, like none of those things would have happened without intuition for me. And so much of it was following, if not all of it, honestly was following intuition. So I feel like even if today you're at a place where you can't say 80, 20 is where you're at you're at a 10 90, right? Like you do 10% of the time you do things what you love. And maybe what you love is like barbecue on the weekends and having like a Coors Light. Cool. Like that's where you get to start. But if you can move that needle to 50, 50, even if half the choices that you made for most people were like, I love doing this. I don't really like doing that. And I get to start moving that needle forward. I think that's, that's a huge breakthrough. So part of it is really starting to um, see what happens when you allow yourself to do the things that you love, because that's something that you just get to experience through the body, through the senses and see what that looks like. And if what kind of fear, if any, comes up doing that, right? Like people a lot of times ask questions about procrastination, getting things done. I'm like, it's really simple. You're just not doing what you love. <laughs> like when you, when you do what you love, you don't procrastinate, right? It's very simple. Like yeah. there's, there's no athlete that's going like, oh, I wish I could get that six pack, you know, like then they're like an NFL running back. They're like, well, I, I kind of procrastinate. No, they do what they love. So they're, they, they look the way they look and they're the athletes and all the rest of it. It needs to be, uh, it's a labor of passion. The other part is, is like, honestly, like letting go of so many of the constraints that have been put upon 
you upon me upon Elon about what it means to define certain things in their life. One of these things is abundance. Because people think abundance, they think wealth. Well, I have enough money that will create safety in my life. Then I'll have the things that I want. I can tell you right now, the people who have everything in life don't have much to live for. <laughs> it's the poor man that has a lot to live for, right? Like he's got, he keeps creating meaning. He's got more shit to go on. There's a direct correlation between money and happiness, but it's exactly the opposite of what people think. The poorest Correct. countries on the planet are the ones that are considered the happiest. Now, I'm not saying that we all need to be poor. I think it's good to be aware of that. And that like, for me, what I thought of abundance a few years ago, and like what would make me happy, what would make me feel stable, what would make me feel safe and connected. I thought I, I so still thought so much of that was about the size of our company, how many people that we're serving, the money that we got to be paid for all that. And today that's deteriorated quite a bit. Not to say that I wouldn't be pleased if those things were in my life to the levels that I believe that I deserve to have them as the rest of us are. But what I finally understood for me was that the connection, the safety, the gifts that I wanted to bring through myself really had nothing to do with that number. This was right. an inward journey. I was reading uh, Osho this morning, right? And he was talking about how like <clears throat> there's this, this line between awareness and like the physical universe. And the line in the middle that is the, between is our five senses, right? So mm -hmm. he's like, you can either live like an outward life or an inward life. He goes, but many people live the outward life because it's very obvious what to chase in the outward life. Absolutely. Right? It's like the outward life, there's like safety, there's connection, there's there's really, it really comes down to food, like, like food and survival, like everything. And even love is like part of, you know, it's, it's like needing to love something because they, they delivered food for you, like your mother, right? Like when you were very, very little. He goes, but people aren't really clear about the inward journey because they don't know what, what's supposed to motivate them to yeah. go inwards. Totally. There's not this like clear cut thing. He goes, now here's the thing for those of you guys that want to go inward, the inward journey, this Nirvana thing that we keep talking about, he goes, it's as close to you as the object reality that most of you guys are focusing on. He goes, there's no, it's not, it's not this like far long distance thing. He goes, it's just as close as these objects that are out in front of you. And he starts giving um, examples, which I won't go into here because it's a totally different discussion about what would motivate one to go inward with the same fervor that m many people are living their outward lives. And I thought that was a, a really beautiful thing because, again, like that inward journey for most people who are seeking everything that they want outside of themselves, the money, the fame, the this, the that, the that, the this, and what they think will happen when they get there, it's just not what happens. And, and the inward journey is really the place to go and to seek those things like safety and well-being and connection and love and the things yeah. that really actually matter to, to us as human beings. So to start developing your ability to create distinction between the critical mind that is looking at the world and having judgments about it, right? Any judgment, by the way. Is this good? Is this bad? Do I agree? Do I disagree? Is this right? Is this wrong? I'm telling you right now, it's not intuition. <laughs> like that is the mind judging objective reality, right? But then those things that slip in, like Elon said, like you meet somebody and you're like, usually I wouldn't call them because I like to play games, but like, I can't help myself. I need to fucking call this person. And I might look like a fucking idiot doing it, but I got to do it anyway. Like win, lose or draw. I got to put myself out there in this one moment. That's your intuition. There's this, it's a, it's a drive, something that feels so good. You're like, I need to connect with that person so badly like that. So, but you can make that more and more subtle. Like Elon said, like someone from your past pops into your head and instead of just relegating it to be like, Oh, it's weird. Crazy. I'm thinking about Josh today. Why am I thinking about Josh today? It's like, no fucking call Josh and find out why you are thinking about Josh today. 
Yeah. So we've, I've had countless experiences like this where like I'll feel into a friend of mine in the field and I'll be like, Oh, they feel sad. And I will call them and they're crying, you know, like it, 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 that's happened countless times to me now or, or different events while I'm traveling where I think about somebody and it's like, you turn the corner and boof, they're right there. Like happens all the time for me that that's following the intuitive path. Yeah. And, and this is the, the piece that I just want to say before uh, we shut this down is like, it's scary to follow that because the logic doesn't like drive it. And so if you said like, I would love to do that, but this, like that, but is kind of what's been running your life for a long, long time. And that's just something worthwhile exploring because to follow intuition, right. Is going to put your survival mechanism at like, Oh my God, I can't do that. That's, that's going to, you know, destroy my savings. That's going to hurt my health. That's going to this and that, like whatever that fear that comes up is, if this is right for you and for your heart to do, there takes a little bit of trust and faith in that. And when you don't have the trust and faith, you stay small and you play in that, that zone. What's really beautiful is like when you start to live from this place, like I said, not the external, but the internal, because your whole life has been mostly about, okay, when I only get my external world to fit everything that I like, then I'll be happy. It's not. You've tried it before. And how's it working? So when instead, like look inwards and you do that, I can tell you just from my personal experience, life becomes a lot easier it's a lot more effortless. All the work that you're trying to figure out, how do I create this amazing relationship with this person who it's like really in distress? How do I put more money in my bank account? How do I lose those last 10, 15 pounds? Like all the things that you're stressing and worrying about effortlessly and easily kind of happen for you when you start tuning in instead of looking out. And so, yes, it might be scary at first. Okay. Nothing that you've ever done in the beginning, you, you weren't met with a little bit of fear and uncertainty. Like that's just the name of the game. But if you've tried the path that you're on long enough, say 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? And it's not brought you to where you want to be. Then you honestly say that if I just do a little bit more of that, that it's somehow going to turn out. Like you have enough data proving that it's not. So maybe, just maybe, it's like, okay, let's try something new, try something different. And am I willing to take what will feel like a step or two back to be uncomfortable in order to potentially go in a completely different trajectory where money and health and love and purpose and fulfillment are the byproduct of just walking that path where you don't have to like work so hard to create them. So yeah, I, that's, that's something that we love talking to people about and sharing about and um, really taking people through, like guiding them through that part as they're, you know, what we call like spiritual Sherpas to, to get that access because it really is that powerful and beautiful. It, it actually just hit me while you were talking. Like if you want to dive into this, you want to really create a distinction between mind and feeling, get rid of achievement, get rid of I'm doing this to achieve something. Notice that you can take action for the heck of taking action because it feels good, not because it's going to accomplish something. We don't separate these two things very often. We feel something and we're like, oh, well, I'll call Josh. But what's he going to think? What's he going to do? What if he comes back into my life? What if he doesn't come back into my life? Right? Like Whatever it might be. But it's like, think about all that. All those concerns are coming from what's this going to produce? What kind of achievement is it going to gain? Right? You will find that intuition is free of achievement. It, it does not care for the considerations 
whatsoever. Like your life might be heading 150 miles per hour in this direction. Intuition comes in and it is like a hard right now into a completely different life. And, and that's just kind of a piece to play with. Like even from a mental construct place is like, am I doing this in order to achieve something? Even if that achievement is just to get a clear answer, right? Like that, that is going to start distorting that information that's coming through. Yeah. I, you know what? We don't ever make this opportunity available on these podcasts, but I'm just, again, following intuition and it's saying like, hey, offer this. So I want to offer you, if you want to take a deep dive into actually looking at that personal process for you, uh, Guy and I have started offering on our Q&A calls a opportunity to get a one-on-one call with me. Uh, these calls are about like 34 minutes. Uh, you can fill out a questionnaire before. So when we get on, like we go right into the topic. Uh, people have told us that these are life-changing. Like they literally get off these calls and have completely changed their lives. Yeah. If you just head over to satoriprime.com forward talk, uh, bro, will that take them to where they can fill out the questionnaire and, and, and set up the time? Okay. Yeah. I'll awesome. show them exactly how to go through that process. Yeah. Yeah. So satoriprime.com forward slash talk. And um, yeah, if this conversation interests you and you want to take it like deeper and in a more personal then set that up and I'd love to have that opportunity to chat with you and uh, really create some powerful distinctions for yourself. Is there a payment for that in that on that page? Uh, they, it's, it's two options. Yeah, they can. There's like a free route and then a paid route depending on how they want to go about okay. it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. So all the information will be there. And yeah, I mean, I hope this resonated with you. If you have any follow up questions, as always, uh, you can just message us on Facebook or Elon at Satori Prime or Guy at SatoriPrime.com for emails. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here, listening, and hope to see you on the next uh, live podcast. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.